Thank you for joining us. I'm Paul Wilson. I'm Chris Emke. And this is Diesel Performance Podcast. Chris, uh, we've had a great time going through this series talking about all things diesel fuel related. Got way further in the weeds than I initially planned on to with biofuel. By the second biofuel, I was like, where are we going? And by the third, I was like, all right, we can group this back in. All great interviews, Absolutely. all great content, good information. We learned a lot about that. I would, at least I have. I'd you know, learned here. a lot about same that. Same here, 100%. Um, but we wanted to kind of take a little bit of a break uh, from that this week. Uh, don't worry, we have a lot more really good interviews in the pipeline. Uh, we have fuel system companies from the lift pump side of things. We have injector and CP3 interviews coming from you know fuel injector companies. So now that we understand the fuel side of things from the tank and the types of fuel, now we're gonna get into the expensive stuff, which is the lift pumps and of course the high pressure systems in common rail. That's right, yeah. So this will be a good wrap up. Uh, we do need a little bit of time here to produce some of these episodes. Yep. They've just taken a little bit more to put together. No problem, though. It's going to be well worth the wait. And Chris, for this week, we do have something exciting going on still, um, and still truck-related. You know, if yeah. you're into trucks, we're still talking about trucks. We're just, we've given Anthony Brunetti and uh, Sean Lynn, two guys, all no, of our Sean listeners. Sean, I would consider a co-host. Sean, I'd consider a co-host. Two guys who, who if, you're, if you're a fan of the podcast, you definitely know their names. They, they were on for about a year. Uh, the reason that you haven't heard them lately is they've been working on a new project together, which is called EcoBoost Versus. Uh, it'll be a new show that's featured on the Duramax Tuner YouTube channel. Come out about once a month. About It'll come out exactly once a month. Uh, and they're going to be going through all sorts of different challenges for EcoBoost and comparisons around EcoBoost. And there's a lot of similarities. You know, when we talk about the diesel world and the trucks that we talk about and yep. then the EcoBoost platform, one has spark plugs, one doesn't, right? One runs on gasoline, one runs on diesel. Um, but they have similar fuel systems as far as direct injection, injector pumps, supply pumps in the tank, sure. turbochargers. Everyone that watches us loves turbochargers. Like, that's one thing we all have in common, no matter how you want to spin it. Um, and I'll tell you what, I'm not a, a big gas engine fan. Like, in the EcoBoost platform wasn't something that I cared so much about yeah until you do get in one you know you get into a newer f-150 a 3.5 and you know you have one tuned up they're impressive like they're really really <laughs> impressive so, so surprisingly impressive after yeah. being around diesel for yeah. so long that like had not driven a modified gas truck in a long time yeah. if ever uh and got to get behind some ecoboost a few years ago and i was like oh wait this is yeah. this is really cool this is a twin turbo like you said, high pressure yep. fuel system. Like this is a, a snappy transmission, which yep. we love Ford transmissions. Uh, this is th this is the shit, man. I mean, it's you could tell that the EcoBoost platform is a popular platform when you compare getting into you know any of any of the 1500 era, right? Maybe guys don't need a full size truck, uh, so you know they want to step down from a diesel, which we've seen a lot of a lot in of. customers that we talk to. Um, but when you compare the 1500 Chevy, the 1500 Hemi, you know, the 1500 uh, Ford or the F-150, uh, you know, uh, half ton based trucks, the EcoBoost packs a mean punch. I mean, tune only, we can see almost 500 horsepower out of really, really, Insane. really good street ability, really yeah. good torque power band. Like, you know, again, they replicate a lot of what we're used to in the diesel world. And that's more or less for us from calibrated power Duramax tuner. It was an easy shoe in to promote that, you know, platform and get yeah. it on board. 
and then you and Justin, you know, getting Sean and Anthony on board to doing a diesel uh, or the EcoBoost versus, you know, there's going to be a lot of platforms that are being compared to. Um, and then there's already an episode that has gone live. Yeah, so, so their first, their pilot episode is out. Uh, it's definitely a good episode. We're going to bring Anthony in a little bit to tell mm -hmm. us about the show and talk about it a little bit. Uh, but it, it's, I think it's one of those that, again, that if, if you like Diesel Performance Podcast, if you follow other truck shows and channels and things like that, I think EcoBoost Versus is going to fit right in for you because yeah. uh, it's two guys who honestly love trucks. Love trucks. Yeah. Uh, they love spending time together. They love the banter uh, I think with one another. Definitely <laughs> comes through very, very yeah. clearly. Uh, and as the episodes go... Um, the plan is to, to have them get more and more involved and, and bring newer and, and more exciting elements into it. The very first one, uh, we'll let Anthony uh, tell us a little bit about what they covered, but if I remember he serves me correctly, uh, they did an F-150 versus... A coyote motor, a 5-liter. Yeah, that's yeah. it, the 5-liter. Uh, so it was, I, I think it was fun. I think, I think you guys are going to be able to hear uh, some of that excitement, some of that passion come through for sure. Before we kick it over to that, I uh, do want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. Of course, Exergy Performance, bringing us all of our high-pressure common rail fuel system needs. Uh, they handle everything from entry-level injectors and replacement injectors all the way up to massive, huge UCC competition-level injectors, along with CP3 pumps, rails, accessories, and all the other cool stuff that you need with your uh, high-pressure fuel system for your diesels. WC Fab, your one-stop shop, turbo piping, powder coating needs. Uh, they offer a lot of cool knickknacks and uh, you know exterior accessories for all your your Duramaxes and Cummins. Yeah. And they're getting into the Ford side of things. They do side by sides and you know other uh, various platforms. So if you guys are looking to spice up your truck, you know check them out for that. That's right. Uh, and of course, w er, so of course, WC Fab and Exergy uh, are great companies to work with. Another company we work with here a lot is XDP. Not only do they offer our Duramax tuner and calibrated power products, but we we use a lot of XDP branded parts ourselves here at the shop. Uh, and that's because what XDP is your one-stop shop for diesel performance. And last but not least, Calibrated Power, home of Duramax Tuner. You know, it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be doing this stuff. Uh, if you guys are interested in any tuning needs, there is a April tax sale going on over at DuramaxTuner.com. Uh, so if you guys have, you know, a common rail truck, you're looking to get some tunes, we might be able to help assist. Go check it out on the website. That's right, 10% off, switch on the fly, do it now. All right, guys, so I'm here with Anthony. Anthony, welcome back to the show. What's up, Paul? I am glad to have you on here. I know we've been working together a little bit uh, on your new show, EcoBoost Versus. Can you tell our audience a little bit about it? Yeah, so EcoBoost Versus is the name of the new segment we're doing on the Duramax Tuner, U Duramax Tuner YouTube channel. And what we want to do is the EcoBoost is a huge platform for aftermarket components. I mean, there's fuel upgrades, suspension, tuning, working on turbochargers in the future. So we kind of want to show what that platform was capable of doing and kind of put it head to head against other vehicles and maybe other EcoBoost motors that are kind of similar to it and in the same lineup, I would say. Absolutely, so Sean Lynn has uh, a 3.5 liter 20... I think it's 20. 2020, right? Yeah. That was like yep. 2019, 2020. Um, so yeah, so Sean Lynn's uh, truck is kind of a centerpiece on the show, but I think we'll also be looking at some of the other ones that we have access to about being able to drive other people's, you know, EcoBoost powered F-150s. Uh, will we get into some of the other platforms there? Probably. Yeah, I'd imagine. say so. I mean, we have we've done a couple segments, and we have a new one that we're going to be posting here shortly. It's been a lot of fun talking about fuel ratio or blends, things like that, and how that affects the truck when tuned. 
But I mean, another thing that we want to go ahead to head is, for example, like we have the 3.5 EcoBoost F-150 against, call it like an Eco Diesel 1500 for the Rams. Sure. You know, talk about how do the trucks tow, I mean, comparable motor sizes, I mean, they're on the same platform. But how does an Eco Diesel compare towing, performance modifications, drivability, um, and just a lot of different things that will fall in with that. Yeah, I think this is going to be one of those really cool kind of uh, shows or, or segments that there's a lot of opportunity for you guys to do comparisons because you could do a comparison between two vehicles or like you had mentioned, the one you're working on now is comparing different types of fuel in these trucks. Uh, I know with the calibrated power custom tuning through EasyLink, we're able to provide customers with the ability to have flex fuel capabilities on these vehicles. So you can mix in, I think the recommended is like, a, what, up to E40, E50? Yeah, right around E40. It's a recommended blend. So, I mean, you see, as you get into like more higher performance vehicles, like they recommend premium fuel like out of the factory. And that's kind of on those platforms like, hey, here's what the, the, is recommended from the dealer with our calibrations to get you the most peak power and performance without sacrificing uh, strain and wear on the fuel system. Kind of what that blend looks like, why we choose it, what happens if you don't run it, something like that. I mean, yeah. essentially that's the segment we're shooting now, which has turned out to be quite a bit of fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I always love whenever you can get out and beat up on somebody's truck with a camera. Especially when it's not mine, <laughs> right? Uh, now the very first episode, the pilot episode, Episode we shot. Uh, you guys worked on comparing that five-liter to the to the new 2020, which you, you know some people might say it was like you know picking on the small kid in class. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I get it. I get it. it. It was a pretty easy comparison to make the EcoBoost look awesome. But to be honest with you, it's not like you guys care which one is quote unquote better. I mean, yeah. we all knew the newer vehicle that was much much more expensive was going to shine. Yeah. More than an older vehicle that is worth less. Yeah. That, that's obvious. Exactly. However, there are still features and benefits that you guys were able to discuss and dive into and talk a lot about the performance and the feel of that. Uh, so I would recommend anybody who's listening, jump on over to the Duramax Tuner channel, watch the most recent EcoBoost versus video that's available there, uh, which I believe it is labeled EcoBoost versus five liter. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so you should be able to find that pretty quickly. And then if they want to get a hold of you and ask more questions about EcoBoost and EcoBoost performance, how can our audience do that? We'll call the main line here at Calibrated Power Duramax Tuner, 815-568-7920. And to reach me direct and ask some more questions, extension 2127. Stick around, guys. Uh, we're going to be playing that episode of EcoBoost versus the 5 liter right now. All right, what's up everybody? It's Anthony from Calibrated Power Duramax Tuner, and with me I got Sean Lynn. Today we're kind of changing things up, all right? We're doing something a little bit different. We're not coming at you with a bunch of information, diving in like we do on the Diesel Insight series. Today, Sean, we're just having fun, right? We've got two vehicles we're gonna pair with you. We have a 3.5 liter EcoBoost, which is Sean Lynn's personal truck, and it's a 20 model, is that right? Yep, it's a 2023.5. Perfect, so we got a 3.5, and when we talk about these newer trucks, a lot of guys are looking into upgrading, okay? So, I mean, Ford has great brand loyalty from everybody I know who have had any of these trucks, and we've got a lot of guys who are like, hey, I've, I've got a 5.0, or I've got a 2.7, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about upgrading to something a little bit newer. What, what are the options? Is it worth it? What am I gonna gain? What am I gonna lose from my, my previous model truck? So today we've got Sean's 2020 3.5 liter EcoBoost, which is all stock, right? Because uh, previously yep. you had some calibrations on it from calibrated power Duramax tuner. Mm -hmm. um, and we have one of my friends, it has a it is a 2014 
stock 5.0 liter. And I will tell you what, Lynn, on the way here today, just driving it from his house, it was definitely a huge difference going back in time from one of these older ones. So we just kind of want to go over things. I mean, we're going to talk about how does the trucks drive? What are the creature comforts inside? I mean, obviously the first thing you see, we've got a giant stereo. We've got a big head unit compared to the little one with a bunch of buttons around it on the 14. Um, so we're just going to dive in, tell you what's what, is it worth the upgrade, what you gain, what you lose, all that fun stuff. But uh, Sean, why don't you kind of tell them your background because you've been around diesel performance for a couple years now, right? Yeah, I've had a diesel for about five years previous to this and uh, definitely learned a thing or two in the process, so yeah. Okay, perfect. And um, so obviously we're driving a gas, it's a 3.5 liter EcoBoost, but you had a 2.8 liter before, is that right? It was a few years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, up until I started working here, I had a 2016 2.8 uh, Duramax Colorado and I tuned it since day one and then had it for about five years it was good to me okay and then i just wanted some more room and a new truck so that's why i started looking into the uh, 150s gotcha okay so you're previously you know again you come from that background you're familiar with diesel performance this is all again both of this or both of us this is before we both started working here back in the time frame so you were a customer at one point and you had the 2.8 and what did you use it for did you tow with it commute with it kind of what what made you buy that truck the main reason I bought the truck is because I was looking for something that was fuel efficient that I could still tow a decent sized load trailer with, and it did just that. Gotcha. It was fun to drive, handled well, had a good amount of power, especially after you tuned it. Okay. And the most I towed with that thing was maybe 7,000 pounds, so technically I didn't even utilize its full towing capacity. Gotcha, okay. So in terms of that truck, I mean, you, you talk about towing a little bit with it, and then in there, you're, you're talking about, you know, some performance modification. So the, the truck hit a tune on it. Is that right? And then if I remember right, you were one of the prototype models for our turbocharger, the DT44, which is you know, now available. Is that right? Yeah. I had uh, one of the uh, first few GT44s on there before we started calling it that. And then I had not the latest revision that we came out with, but one of the ones right before that. And it was definitely a big improvement over the factory turbocharger. Gotcha. Okay. So you've, you've got some background and just some insight for the guys at home on myself as well. I've been with calibrated power Duramax tuner going on five years now. I've had it. I had an 03 LB7. I have an 05 LOI myself currently. Um, and in terms of the EcoBoost platform, kind of, you know, switching gears back to, I should say, the meat of the conversation we're going to have today, it's a matter of. I'm very familiar with the EcoBoost platform and you know, I have friends, family who owns it. Uh, Tim, the lead calibrator over at uh, Calibrated Power Duramax Tuner, he has spent a lot of time in R&D on that platform and I've been very fortunate to be close with how the development goes on. So I feel like getting the drive, whether you know, it's a 16, a 20, I mean, some of the 21s as well we've cruised around in, um, it just gives us a good insight on how things have progressed over the years. Because I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen those videos when the EcoBoost first came out, they had like the torture test videos. And it was like, I mean, granted, they weren't really, really comparing it to anything, but showing how tough these motors are. And I feel like seeing that kind of stuff is very cool because it gives you, the end consumer, when you, can, you come from a, a smaller Colorado Canyon platform, I mean, at some point you were thinking like, hey, I want to upgrade. I think it's time for something a little bit bigger. I mean, you talk about you redoing the floors in your house. I mean, 
2.8 bed it can hold a lot less than something like this can so when guys are thinking about upgrading from yourself who has done it what is what are some of the draws or what what draws you in i should say like you know you're going from something a little bit smaller you want to improve you want to upgrade what made you lean towards this truck in particular with this motor setup based on the fact that i tow maybe 2000 pounds max i have a older tracker fishing boat i thought well I'd love to have a diesel, of course. I work for Duramax Tuner. I better like diesels, but I didn't need. You better, dude. <laughs> I didn't need a diesel truck, so I started looking into the F-150s because I heard about the twin turbo setups and the 2.7 and the 3.5, and then I got really interested from there. And then the amount of room that these trucks have in it, you know, it's comparable to like a Mega Cab Cummins, where you just have a bunch of room in the back seat. The only difference is you can't recline the back seats. Yeah. like you can in that one no i'd agree and one of the things that i really love that they've done i, I would honestly say it's probably got to be 17 plus where they redesigned kind of the interior and the exterior of those is the back seats on these are massive i mean that that's one thing not in the back seat all the time but it's nice to have that comfort back there um and just kind of our background because i mean clearly you're a gearhead right you've had multiple vehicles i mean you do you like to install aftermarket stereos um so you're talking about you had some stuff done, you had a turbocharger, you had tuning, I assume you had an intake on your 2.8 as well, so you're familiar with modifying. Um, one thing that's nice about with these 3.5 liters is the freedom and the ability to upgrade. So I should say we're going to also talk about the 5 liter a little bit well and what that has to offer and what tuning and you know intake modifications all entail on that. But with something like this, when guys think EcoBoost or any gas vehicle in general, I mean, like you're talking about intake, you're talking an exhaust system. Um, I mean, what do you see yourself doing in the future and kind of why would you want to upgrade the truck? What, you know, With the upgrades available in the market space, what would steer you in the upgrade or why do you want to upgrade the truck, I would say? Yeah, there's uh, guys out there that want to run a full tank of E85 because they want to get that octane level up. They want to get the power up so that you can really maximize the full potential of the truck. So you got everything from in-tank pumps, larger injectors, turbochargers coming soon here. I hear we're working on some EcoBoost turbochargers. Yeah. I mean, as of now, I think it's the Garrett PowerMax chargers that are the option for these. Um, but we are in development, though, slowly. So, I mean, you've got a vehicle. We've got a handful of good, close uh, friends and customers. So I'm, I'm, I know for a fact we'll be doing some testing on those. But um, so the, the truck right now is your truck is 100% stock, right? Yeah, okay. I haven't even changed the intake or anything on it. Okay, so you, you've messed around with the tune a little bit, but for this comparison, going back and forth between the 3.5 and the 5.0, we have both trucks 100% stock. Again, there's no intake, no inlet pipes, there's no ethanol in this at all. Um, I believe both vehicles, actually I did fill it up on the way here, both trucks are running premium fuel. So we just want to have the comparison be as close as possible. Um, so after driving this, because I mean, I assume you know, you've got some experience with, you know, non or naturally aspirated excuse me gas vehicles what's what are some of the driving differences and characteristics you know from because you're the operator on a day-to-day -day application you know what what is it like comparing it to something that's a little bit different yeah so i've had v8 trucks i've had v8 chevys and fords and then you know obviously the 2.8 duramax my dad had a 7.3 power stroke so i have an idea of how every truck drives a little different. He also has an 18 Cummins, so I got that as well. Um, driving between like, for the whole video comparison's sake, like the five liter versus this, the five liter seems to have a decent amount of power. 
when you give it heavier throttle, in my experience. Okay. And some people like that, some people don't. This truck is more immediate and it pulls through and pulls harder throughout the entire range Okay, from what I've seen driving it. Okay, Sean. So obviously as these trucks get newer and newer, they feel a lot different. You know, we've talked about some of the performance stuff. We talked about our background. Um, what, like on the way here, that 5.0 felt completely different than even driving in the passenger seat on this truck. So, I mean, as you, we know that the trucks both light pretty quick from, you know, from a standstill, but I mean, I thought the steering in the five liter was a little bit uh, looser. Granted, they're different trucks, I know, but like, how does the truck feel when you're going, because we're on the back road right now, we're taking some turns. Is the steering tight? Are you pulling off to this side? Just how does the truck feel as a whole? Yeah, that'd be a good comparison sake there. Um, this truck feels good around the corners. It doesn't feel like I'm gonna go off the road or anything like that, like some of the older trucks I've driven, like that 05 Cummins we drove a couple weeks ago. I mean, that thing, we felt like we were gonna go off the road just making turns. Yeah, right. And because, I mean, granted, different steering and whatnot, but it, I mean, yeah, they're older trucks. They, they, as you get up to higher speeds, and that's one thing that I really like about, you know, I mean, it's almost every, everything newer now. But especially if you're a pickup truck, you're loaded down, you got a trailer behind you, being able to stay in your lane, especially on small two-lane roads like one, what we're on now, that's one of the key components. I mean, talk, guys talk about upgrading suspension stuff. So, I mean, you want to keep that factory ride, which I think is, is key. But um, so the truck feels good. It's tight in the corners. What about like throttle response? Because right now it's it's 100% OEM premium fuel. Uh, like when you tip in, is there any dead spots? How does the truck shift? Because you've got a 10-speed trans in this thing, correct? Is that yeah? Since you've yep, got a 20 speed. Okay. So tipping into the throttle, we got a little room in front of us. Just freaking hammer down, dude. Well, how does this thing feel? <laughs> it, dude, you're freaking ripping it. Oh man. It goes when you tell it to go. That's yeah. the thing I like about it. And the nice thing there is, I mean, or I should say, guys have common concerns about the 10 speed, but honestly, I think right there that just proves them wrong because people like, oh, you know, I, I want skip shifts. I don't, or I, I, want, I don't want it to skip shift. I want it to go through every gear. But I think in terms of drivability and one leaning into the throttle, I mean, you tipped into the throttle in what, a split second later, we dropped a couple gears and then you could feel the torque throw you back in your seat. So. I mean, that's something nice that I think I've really figured out over the past few years and having the 10 speed in there. Yeah, and then when you add tuning on top of it, we can change that up and just make it drive better, have more power. You know, maybe the transmission shifts too soft for you. You can change it to aggressive. You can keep it mild if you want. Yeah, I like the 10 speed because there's more gears to get you up to the final gear ratio. So naturally, it's going to tow better. It's going to stay in the power band longer and just be nicer to drive overall. And I think a big thing there also is highway drivability. Because I mean, you, you get cruising 70, 80 miles an hour and even some of the more rural areas where guys call and say, oh, to keep up with high with highway traffic, I've got to be doing X amount of mile an hour. Having a transmission that can work very well with that, I, I think it's key and from, I could see where some improvements could be made for sure in the shift quality. But I feel like even from an OEM standpoint, it, it's still very solid. So I think that's something that's really figured out, that's dialed in. I mean, I, I really enjoy it. All right, Sean, so we kind of went over quite a few things. We talked about our background, we talked about the truck, we kind of gave, you know, we gave you guys, the audience, um, kind of an introduction to this truck, us as you know, drivers and enthusiasts. The main purpose that we wanna kind of go about is this 3.5 liter 
it's a 2020 EcoBoost F-150, is going to be the main vehicle that we're gonna to compare to, right? The whole idea of this series is gonna be comparing, you know, in short, EcoBoost versus. We're gonna compare it to 1500s, other F-150s. We're gonna compare it to Ram, Chevy. We're gonna compare, compare it to a lot of different things. This is gonna be in the main vehicle that we're going to use. Because again, pickup trucks, there's a lot of different motors, there's a lot of different options. It's a giant market space with huge aftermarket potential and I think there's a lot of uh, information that needs to be shared. So we're gonna do what we can and share that information with you guys in the audience. So now we're gonna get behind the wheel where I'm gonna drive and you get to be the passenger and kind of nitpick and go back and forth with a 2014 5.0 liter F-150. And we're gonna see, Sean, if that extra displacement can kind of make up for the no turbochargers on it, I should say. So we're gonna hop in that here in a minute and see what it's all about. <laughs> that's all i got dude what are we in now we definitely took a trip back to the past this is uh <laughs> quite a bit different than your truck um what i mean what what are we in sean i think we're in a 14 or 1980 i, I don't know at this point <laughs> with how dated this thing is we're in a 2014 uh, 50 now all right so i mean we were just in a lap of luxury, and we kind of take a step back. I mean, enough shitting on the truck, but this this is a very common year range and body style, I would say, for other ones that I see on the road. Um, and what I think a lot of the uh, a lot of the customers, a lot of people out there, people who are watching this video, consumers like me and you, right? You were you had an older truck, you upgraded it, you changed it. I see a lot of guys who are talking about upgrading their vehicles, and they've got something along this 14, you know, 11 plus model model year range. And they're talking about, you know, should I keep the truck? Should I upgrade it? I mean, I see, I think almost every day we see guys on Facebook saying, thinking about upgrading, what's it worth? So I think that driving this truck, feeling the comparison, and then driving yours as well, it gives not only ourselves, but people at home kind of a, you know, what am I getting when I upgrade? Or what am I getting when I keep this? So let's just kind of start from where the truck's at right now. Again, it's a stock 2014 with a 5 volt And it's a lot different but it's all it's very similar in the sense of their f-150s but i mean like the interior is different it's been rattling for the past 20 minutes and i have no idea where this rattling is coming from i pushed the buttons i pushed everything i got the center dash here i mean the radio is totally different i don't think this has like the sound upgrade package like uh i think you get a pretty better looking head unit for some of the upgraded ones yep but I should say, as a passenger, I know you've driven in your truck a lot. I just got done riding passenger in yours. What's a couple of the first things that you're noticed when you take uh, a seat in this truck? Well, one of Other the, than the brake squeaking, <laughs> what are you noticing? Uh, one of the biggest differences is the uh, more classic design, if you will, the smaller radio screen. It's got like a maybe four inch screen on here and the other one has like an eight yeah okay. eight or a nine um, it definitely you feel the road a little bit more on this one naturally it's an older truck with more miles on it you're gonna get that um, the other trucks quieter and the 15 and newer f-150s they went to aluminum bodies as well so that's another big change okay so i mean touching on something like that for i mean I, i've got a duramax myself i'm familiar with the platform but you drive your f-150 every day what does that mean to an end consumer and why would the body matter? So a lot of guys, yourself included, buy older trucks because they like that style, they want to upgrade them. And what happens over time is naturally the thing's gonna rust away. 
and that's why Ford switched to the aluminum bodies because they want to keep the truck on the road longer and I've seen some higher mileage F-150s, F-250s with like 300,000 miles on them. We got one in the shop right now actually. Guy tows all around the country and there's not a speck of rust or corrosion or anything like that on the body from what I could tell. That white dually? Yeah. Okay. So that, yeah, I mean, that that's a big thing where guys, I mean, <clears throat> for most of us, pickup trucks or vehicles are an investment, right? It's something you're going to yep. keep. If you're getting a truck, you're going to haul with it. You're going to tow with it. Maybe even take road trips. I mean, there's a lot of room in here, I would say. So having that extra, you know, peace of mind of, hey, I bought this truck for this reason and it's going to help me in this sort of way. So um, touching a little bit more on the bodies. Um, <clears throat> So when, when was that year cutoff, I should say? So guys at home, and myself included, know what range to be looking for for what's best for me. So when was that cutoff for the different bodies? So the F-150 got an aluminum body in 2015, and then the 250 plus has got it in 17. Okay, so the F-150's got it first, and then the larger trucks got it a little bit later. Yep. You know if that was any reason, or they just kind of rolled it out with the F-150 first? <clears throat> Naturally, the F-150 seems to get the new features first, just like the 21. F-150s right now. The new F-250s haven't been updated yet, so looks like they try it out on the 150s first. Gotcha. Okay. Perfect. And I mean, just, I mean, one of the things I notice, and you talk about like drivability compared to the 20, I mean, the truck seems fine off the line. We really haven't had a lot of open room yet to, to tip into the throttle, which we will here in a little bit. But I mean, it's quick off the line. It's snappy. It's responsive. I mean, I can kind of feel know where we're going I, that was like 50 percent throttle change and the truck was barely moving so i mean it's a much different platform and i feel like again not everybody's about performance and at the end of the day that's not always the name of the game but it's nice to know what you're working with i mean you tipped into your throttle and the truck lit and just went off so i mean seeing that is also very nice where hey when i want to tip into the throttle when i want to merge on the highway or when i want to pass somebody you know you have that confidence and hey here's what the truck's going to feel like here's what it's going to do i know that when i apply x amount of throttle it's going to downshift the chargers are going to light and it's going to take off for something naturally aspirated i mean again you work within certain limitations right so i mean i think you go you, you need to understand and go head on into I know what this truck's going to do. They're not going to drive like the others, but there should still be some crossover. How's the throttle response? How does the trans adjust when I go to downshift? You know, how much throttle do I got to apply before it really starts to take off? And I think one thing that's nice about, you know, for guys who do want to upgrade, <clears throat> that your truck is definitely a more peppy and responsive in stock. They might be comparable in terms of peak power. But again, peak power is not always the, uh, again, it's not always the main thing, right? Yep. So we've been cruising along for a little bit here. What do you think overall, I mean, how the truck feels and how it's driving? Um, in comparison, like I was saying before, it seems like you feel the road a little bit more and the steering doesn't seem like it's as tight. And the throttle responsiveness I mean I'm used to driving mine now so I can tell you it's very responsive especially when you tune the truck it's just an animal at that point yeah right um, no, the, tune, the tune makes a world of difference and I, I think there, there's and we can we, let's talk about performance a little bit you know we'll, we'll talk about some of the other drivability points of the truck but you you go ahead and you talk about <clears throat> like tuning all right so I mean tell the guys at home for your 3.5 or 3.5 and 2.7s you know they're alike what does the um, 
I should say, what are, what are the flashing options, right? Because we're familiar with like, you know, like EFI Live on the diesels, HP tuners as well, but you can use a couple different other things to tune those, is that right? Yeah, we usually go with um, Easy Link on the EcoBoost trucks or HP tuners, depending on the year. And both of those, you have different options as of what you can do. Okay. And EasyLink is something that we're very familiar with. It's using your smartphone, right? Yep. So something like this truck, it really doesn't have that ability. So you're limited to something like an SET. There's some, there's some other box programmers. I mean, I believe Edge even makes some calibrations for these as well. So you've also got to look at performance-wise. If you're a big gearhead, granted, there is still a lot you can do with this. I've seen guys put superchargers on these, and they absolutely blow the tires off. But for like dollar per horsepower, it's also very hard to beat the EcoBoost platform because I mean, you run a little bit higher quality fuel and you run a tune. I mean, that's 100 plus horsepower almost instantly. Yep. As where something like this, if you just want to tune it and you have to be specific with your octane ratings where you're running 87, you're running 93 or 91, and you're only getting, I mean, you're getting 40, 50, maybe upwards of 65 extra horsepower. As we're on your truck, the EcoBoost platform, you can, I mean, you can blend fuel, right? So the, you don't yep. have to have specific octane tunes. Um, so, you know, kind of touch on that a little bit, Sean, because I think a lot of guys, like, when you're talking about aftermarket performance gas, ethanol is one of the biggest things that people hear about. But it's not as simple as just, hey, you know, let me flat, let me send you a tune. There's also quite a few upgrades that need to take place. So, I mean, talk about your truck a little bit. You want to run full ethanol. I mean, you're, you're doing a laundry list of modifications. What are they? Yeah, so if we're talking about a 17 or newer F-150, a non-Raptor model, we're talking an intake pump upgrade, 1,000cc injector upgrade, they're port injectors, and then we're talking um, an updated tune as well for that. Gotcha, okay. So not as simple as just throwing in a tune and calling it a day. Like there's there's some aftermarket parts that need to take place. And with this one as well, like I've, I've been looking at a lot, again, the gentleman who owns this, he's looking into different calibrations, <clears throat> tuners and things like that. It's not as simple as just throwing a tune in there and throwing the, you know, putting different fuel in there. Because again, you've got fuel pumps, you've got injectors, you're gonna have other hard parts that definitely need to be adjusted for. And I think on these older trucks, sometimes that stuff can be a little bit more difficult, I would say, to, to do compared to the newer ones that are so because you've got flex fuel enabled and granted you can a little bit with these but not anywhere to the degree like you can on the EcoBoost platform. Um, another thing I want to touch on here is we're going to have a little bit of uh, room here in a minute. I mean the throttle response from the off the line is very nice but I want to see how it like because again you let on the throttle a little bit the truck snapped and went right. I mean, we already tested it a little bit. It's not the greatest, but in comparison wise, so I would say, let's kind of see. I'll give you a dollar if you can tell me how many how much throttle uh, percentage I was there. So we, we were cruising about 30 miles an hour. 50% throttle. That was 100% throttle, Sean. What? That was 100% throttle, and the truck really didn't go anywhere. Again, performance is the name of the game, but you can you can tell a night and day difference. Granted, these are older trucks. Difference between the 5.0 and then your 3.5, and I think it's it's important that guys know what they're getting into. I would say because you, again, you talk about passing power. That's daily driving. That's creature comforts. Hey, when I want to go to pass somebody, am I going to be able to get around them? I've got a trailer behind me. You've, you got sometimes you got the wife, kids, you got family in the back, you got a boat behind you. You're going away for the weekend. You want to merge onto the highway. You've got to be able to do that, and it just 
I mean, that was a little bit better on a downhill descent, but it still wasn't super great, I would say. I'm really surprised that you're flooring it, to be honest, because I thought that would have been like half throttle. It's not downshifting, it's not grabbing, it's not pulling yeah. like the 3.5 does. And I think that, granted, you know, you got to catch it in the right RPM band, but I think that's where uh, a different transmission, such as what you have, comparative to the uh, the six-speed, here, we've got a little bit more real estate. Let's... I mean, it, it moved, it clipped along, you know, it got up to operating, not operating speed, it got up to the, the speed limit there, but it, it really didn't throw me the back. It, it just, it was basic, I, sh I should say. Yeah. It, it wasn't impressive. It wasn't throwing me back into the seat. I really couldn't feel the torque. It was just, it's not a turbocharged vehicle, which I think that a lot of us are used to. All right, Sean, we've had a lot of drive time behind both trucks. Um, I mean, let's kind of talk. We talked a lot about performance, and I should say that that's not always the main option or the main goal here. Creature comforts, interior, we talked about the radio. I mean, that is a microscopic screen. Granted, I know it doesn't have the upgraded radio option, but I mean, there's a lot of buttons, there's a lot of knobs. I think on a truck like yours, it's very simplified. I mean, what are your what are your opinions on the radio here and just the interiors overall? <clears throat> overall, it's not too bad. Um, it's definitely a change from the 2020 that I have. Newer, they're gonna update things, obviously. I'd say probably the biggest difference is the creature comforts. The newer trucks are going to come with more. The crew cab in the back seat is gigantic in that thing. You could probably sleep two full-grown adults back there. Why are you sleeping in the back of a truck, bro? Just get a hotel room, dude. Hey, if you're going on a road trip and you don't got time to stop for a hotel, sleep in the back seat. Good Lord. I don't want to hang out with whoever you're hanging out with, man. I'm just going to get a hotel like a normal adult. I went on a road trip uh, here to Wyoming go. one time, and my buddy slept for 18 hours in the back of the van we took. Who's your buddy? Sailor. Oh, my. All right, all right. A anyways, back to what matters instead of your weird friends, all right? So we've got an extended cab. Granted, there's a lot of different cab configurations. I almost never see the newer trucks with an extended cab. But I mean, common on these is the doors rattle over time. The driver's door starts to sag. I mean, again, they're older trucks and they got miles on there. And that's one of the things you have to think about when you're talking about upgrading. I mean, I still cannot figure out where that rattling is come from. I think it's, it's got to be down in these, these receipts, these, this, the court. <laughs> there's probably $100 worth of quarters sitting there. <laughs> but, I mean, you've got, I mean, I don't really think that these are all that bad. The uh, air vents, I should say. But again, there's just some noise or some rattles. It's 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 a 2014, right? And it, it is what it is. It's a solid truck. I, I don't want to kind of seem like we're knocking on it too much. But the truck is solid overall it's going to do what you need to do but there is definitely a lot of room for improvement and i mean comparing the two right if, if i'm going to come to you and say hey you you're driving this truck this is your day-to-day -day operator would you want to hold on to it or would you be talking about upgrading with kind of everything we've gone over today if i had the five liter of this era or just even a newer one i'd want to go to the ecoboost just because of the better towing capability performance modifications you can do you don't have to bolt a supercharger on it you can flash a tune change your fuel and get that much more power with this you can but you still have to do a lot more modifications and spend a lot more money to get performance out of it yeah and the, you know performance aside also like the day-to-day -day operation i mean 
this is going to get less fuel mileage than yours truck so i mean you got to consider like you know if you're going to tow with it you're going to drive it like mileage especially in today's age i mean fuel's not cheap you want to make yep. sure you're getting the most bang for your buck um <clears throat> i feel like the interior is definitely a lot more solid on the newer trucks so i mean myself i would i might hold on to the truck for a little bit until i find the right one but i would definitely be looking at upgrading comparing the two um so i mean overall this is a solid truck it does what it needs to i mean you can hear the exhaust drone. I like the exhaust. No, if there's one thing I'm definitely a huge fan of, it's the exhaust. You can throw them on your truck. They still don't sound 100%, I would say. But, I mean, even firing this up and the little burnout we did in the parking lot before <laughs> we left, um, you definitely have that throaty tone, which is nice. But in terms of creature comforts, I mean, your suspension is a lot more tight than this one. The road noise is quieter. And I would definitely be possibly holding onto the truck, but overall looking to upgrade um, at some point in, in the future. Would you, would you agree on that? Yeah, and whether you get like a 17 or newer, they're all very similar. That's what I generally recommend is a 17 or newer truck because you have more capabilities in what you can do. All right, that about wraps up today's video. Keep an eye out for more EcoBoost Versus. We're gonna be doing one, one every month. And we're just gonna get back to the beginning there, talk about comparing these to different vehicles, what you can expect, and just different things out of the market space. So I'm Anthony. And I'm Sean. We'll catch you guys later. Dude, what are you going over the line? Dude, someone's gotta turn left and they're just gonna smoke your bumper. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, but it's not diesel. That. It's scratch, okay. No, scratch okay. that for real. Let's, you're right. Sorry. Okay. <laughs>